This podcast is sponsored by Drax. As the UK's largest renewable electricity generator, Drax plays a critical role in UK energy security. They have committed to invest £2.5 billion in new green energy infrastructure, creating jobs and growth across the country. Find out more at Drax.com. and welcome to Coffee House Shots, the Spectator's daily politics podcast. I'm Isabel Hardman and this is the Sunday Roundup. This morning, Laura Koonsberg joined the Prime Minister in Birmingham as the Conservative Party conference takes centre stage. In more ordinary times, a new leader might expect to bask in the warm glow of their recent election. However, there is no doubt that Liz Truss can expect considerable scrutiny this week, not least with the Conservatives now a distant second to Labour in the opinion polls. Unsurprisingly, the government's mini-budget was at the top of the agenda and Trust defended her financial package against criticism that it had wreaked economic havoc. Well, first of all, I want to reassure people that we do have a very clear plan. First of all, about how we are going to get through this winter with our energy plan. And you've made that point, but, also, but I'm asking you about also what was how are, by the mini-budget. How we are dealing with the issue of a slowing economy. And this is important and we'll, and we'll because we also that, needed to act. We all, Laura, this is why we had to act. And that's the point I want to make clear. And, and we had to act. act. <laughs> yeah, we had to act as well on taxation to make sure people weren't paying those national insurance rises going into this winter. And we also had to act on other areas of taxation but, but like to make sure the economy didn't slow down any further. And, and, and this is important because what the government is trying to avoid mm-hmm. is a serious economic slowdown that would have real difficulties for people. Now, but, but I did want to answer your question, Laura, that you asked me about you know, the, the, direct the, 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 the issues we've made. seen this week. So I'm afraid there is an issue that interest rates are going up around the world. And we do have to face that and we do have to do that. But I do want to say to people, I understand their worries about what has happened this week. And I do, I do stand by the package we announced. And I stand by the, by the fact that we announced it quickly because we had to act. But I do accept we should have laid the ground better. But there are, I there, do there, accept that. You accept you and should I, have laid I, the ground better. And I have better. learnt from that. I have learnt from that. And I will make sure that in future we do a better job of laying the ground. Koonsberg singled out one of the mini-budget's most notable policies, the decision to abolish the 45p top rate of tax. Are you absolutely committed to abolishing the 45 pence tax rate for the wealthiest people in the country? Yes. And it is part, Laura, it is part of an overall package Mm -hmm. of making our tax system simpler and lower. But I think it's worth noting, in the package we announced... The vast majority of that package is the energy package. And we've talked a lot about that. But it's I the to, energy I to talk package, about it's national insurance. The 45p rate actually raises very little and makes our tax system you know, more complicated. And we, we need to move away. We need to move away from the idea that everything is about how we re- redistribute resources. We also need to make sure we have got a tax system that's competitive internationally, and it's helping us bring in the investment, get people into work, and, you, and you've get made that people very clear wanting that the economy to get up the career priority. ladder. You've, you've made that, that very clear. Can I, can I ask you, Prime Minister, did you discuss scrapping the top rate with your whole cabinet? No. Do no, we think... didn't. It was a decision that 
that um, the Chancellor made. Do you think that that is the right way to go about developing what has become a very controversial policy? You say it doesn't cost that much money, but it's a big decision, isn't it? If you'd well, been we, in Boris Johnson's we, cabinet and we, he had announced something like that without Laura, asking we you, have how committed, would you have felt? We have committed, and I committed during the leadership campaign, to make our system more competitive, to lower our taxes and to simplify our taxes. And I think that's fundamentally important. Now, when budgets are developed, they are developed in a very confidential way. You know, they're very market sensitive. Of course, the cabinet is briefed, but it, it's never the case uh, on budgets that they are a, something that is created by the whole cabinet. The principles, though, are extremely clear. Koonsberg also challenged Truss about the mandate she had to make the changes she felt were so necessary. How many people voted for your plan? What do you mean by that? Sorry. Well, you've set out a significant change of direction mm -hmm. from the Conservative government that you were being part of for many, many years. But how many people voted for you to do that? Well, people in 2019 who voted Conservative voted for a successful country where we are levelling up all parts of the country and where we're driving growth, enterprise and opportunity. Now, any government has to deal with the circumstances it faces. And we face this situation of, you know, which was unforeseen, huge energy costs, rising inflation due to the war in Ukraine and the aftermath you, of COVID. But you know, but you know very we well, Prime Minister, that there are a small number of people in the Conservative Party, tens of thousands rather than the whole country, voted for you in the leadership contest perfectly legitimately. But do you fear that you have put the country on a path that it didn't ask for? because you believe very strongly that it will lead to growth. Finally, what happens if it doesn't work? Well, what people voted for in 2019, when they voted for Conservative, sometimes for the first time in many years, is they voted for a different future. They voted for investment into their towns and cities. They voted for higher wages. They voted for economic growth. And that is what our plan will deliver. I'm confident it will deliver. I'm absolutely confident that what we're doing on speeding up road projects, unleashing investment from the city, reducing taxes will deliver that. I'm not saying it's not going to be difficult. We do face a very turbulent and stormy time, but it will deliver. It will deliver on the promises we made. And in the circumstances, I'm very clear that we had to act quickly to get this plan going. Watching the Prime Minister's interview was the veteran and now ex-Cabinet Minister Michael Gove, who gave his verdict on the mini-budget. What did you make of Liz Truss? Some really interesting nuggets in there. There certainly were, and I thought it was uh, right for the Prime Minister to acknowledge that um, the events of Friday, that fiscal event, need to be revisited. There, need to be, uh, uh, there needs to be a recognition of mistakes, but I think that it's still the case that uh, on the basis of what the Prime Minister said, and she was very clear and authoritative, but it is still the case, I think, that there is uh, an inadequate realisation at the top of government of the scale of change required. So, yes, the energy package was the most important thing in the fiscal event, but broadly 35% of the, uh, the additional money that we're borrowing is not to cut energy costs, it is for unfunded tax cuts. And you sound concerned about that. I mean, profoundly. I profoundly concerned. Yes, uh, because there are two things that are problematic, two major things that were problematic with the fiscal event. The first is the sheer risk 
of uh, using borrowed money to fund tax cuts. That is not conservative. And then the second thing is the decision to cut the 45 pence rate and indeed at the same time to change the law which governs how bankers are paid in the mm -hmm. city of London. Um, ultimately, at a time when people are suffering, and you're quite right to point out the concerns that people have, not just over mortgages, but over benefits, when you have additional billions of pounds in play, to have as your principal decision the headline tax move, cutting tax for the wealthiest, that is a display of the wrong values. It sounds right now, if things carry on as they are, you won't be able to vote for these measures as a Conservative well, MP. The good thing, there are many good things in what Liz said, and I do welcome the, the broader points that she made about but growth. Can you vote for it as it stands? But the critical thing is, Liz has acknowledged that uh, with hindsight, with welcome hindsight, that mistakes were made in the preparation for Friday. You're carefully avoiding my question about whether or not you'll vote for this in the House of Commons. Well, I don't believe it's right. Sophie Ridge spoke to the new Conservative Party chairman, Jake Berry, about what would happen if Conservative MPs got cold feet ahead of the vote on the mini-budget measures. There are also reports that some Conservative MPs are even prepared to vote against the budget or the financial measures in the budget. If they did that, would that be treated as a vote of confidence? Would they lose the whip? Yes. They would lose the whip? Correct. Um, and so, uh, do you think, as well... Um, I mean, although that is a decision for the chief whip, but as far as I'm concerned, yes. Then they would lose the whip yeah. for doing that. Um, reports also saying uh, that there are uh, people who are even thinking about trying to find a way of instating a new leader, uh, bypassing the members, uh, having an ability uh, to have a say and having MPs to decide. What do you think the reaction to that would be? Well, look, I mean, what I would say to colleagues is we have a new Prime Minister. She has a mandate, both from colleagues and our membership, she absolutely has a plan for this country that will create economic growth, the benefit of which will be felt by every household in this country. We need to get on and implement that plan. We need to unify behind that plan and go out there into our communities in Lancashire, across this country, and advocate our core values of why we are doing this. And I'm sure that if we do that, it will lead ultimately to long-term electoral success. And finally, the chairman of the Treasury Select Committee, Mel Stride, tried his best to be optimistic about the next election. Will Liz Truss lead the Conservative Party into the next election? I, I, I certainly hope so, because um, for that to happen, I think it's fair to say that we have to fairly quickly move to a place where the polls are beginning to turn around, where the markets are feeling that the government is behaving fiscally responsible and they're gaining in confidence and the pressure on the pound is being uh, released somewhat and bond yields are, uh, are not soaring off uh, as, as we see and if that in the doesn't past. happen so if that doesn't then happen? I then I then I think we are in hugely difficult uh, waters that's all for this week I'm Isabel Hardman and this podcast was produced by Matthew Taylor don't forget to subscribe to the coffee house shots podcast on the iTunes store and if you enjoyed this podcast do subscribe to our daily evening blend email it's a free roundup of all the political news each day, along with analysis and a diary on what to expect next. Just go to spectator.co.uk forward slash blend. Thanks for listening and do join us again next week. <laughs>